um, the culmination of sex drive is um, a healthy nervous system, a healthy hormonal system. Hey, Real Health Podcast listeners, if you saw the episode title, you know it's all about sex. And well, we don't hold back because this is an important subject. So with that, you may find some of the things we speak about maybe not appropriate for little kids' ears. So we just want to let you know that before you get started. Let's get today's episode. We hope you enjoy it. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Barrett. I'm a board-certified chiropractic physician with a passion and emphasis in functional nutrition. We can't wait to add value to your health as well as the health of your family. Thanks for listening in to The Real Health Podcast. We've got a special episode for you guys today that's centered around our favorite subject of sex. Welcome back to the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. This is your host, Lane. Dr. B and I, we're sitting here in beautiful Knoxville, Tennessee. We're ready to give you guys some advice on top four reasons why sex drive may be low, and we're going to break it down into male and female. Dr. Barry, you seemed a little excited when we said, hey, we're going to talk about this one. Well, I think, uh, well, one, I like to have sex. <laughs> um, let's make sex great again. Let's make sex great again. This should be a t-shirt for sure. That may be the title of the episode. Yeah. And two, I think it's, um, it's something that we probably don't, um, talk about, uh, you know, not just us on the podcast. I'm saying in, in society, we don't talk about, especially for the female, um, when I consult, with females and I mean, males are the same. They, they hit a certain age and, and sex drive just starts to decrease. Um, and we look at their hormone profile, we can see why. So this is kind of a kickstart to a little bit of a hormone series that we can do, but I wanted to talk with, um, you asked a good question just a second ago, even off air. What was the question? Um, I said, why is sex drive important? It just yeah. isn't enough to say, well, I have a low sex drive. My spouse has a low sex drive. Well, hold on a second. That's not normal. So, yeah, right. So why is okay. important was okay. the, was the yeah. good question. And, and I think the, the, um, the culmination of sex drive is um, a healthy nervous system, a healthy hormonal system. So when we look at the nervous system, there's two modes it kind of switches on and off from, okay? The first is what we would call fight or flight. So that's, hey, I'm stressed, uh, high cortisol, high stress hormone pr production. Um, and then the other system is called uh, rest digest, but the other name for it is feed breed. So you're either in a stress response, fight or flight, or you're in a rest response, feed or breed, feed or breed. So if our gut feed and our sex drive, okay, breed, if those aren't working well, then we have to look at stress as being a huge factor. So if we are have, if we do have a healthy digestive system, so we're not having IBS, which is a stress issue, uh, and we have a healthy sex drive, then we know that our nervous system's in a really healthy spot. And, um, and we know one of the biggest causes of infertility is chronic stress, unrelenting stress. Um, so a woman and male, uh, female and male will not procreate if they're in chronic stress. Mm -hmm. 
because they're in that stress response. So, so why sex drive is a good indicator of overall health, man, man, that should be, that should have been a title for the episode. Like why sex drive is a good indicator for overall health, um, is because it is a representation of how healthy the body is adapting to stress. I may ask some questions on this, just FYI, if you got kids in the car, just, I'm going to ask some questions because I think what you said earlier, I mean, sex is important. It is made by a creator. It is, we are supposed to, it is supposed to be amazing. So I may ask some questions that um, we need to get to the root problem of. But with that, I do want to get a little uh, kind of question to you okay. and in like a, you know, get to know Dr. Barrett slash maybe favorite product, but it has to do with sex. How about that? Okay. Okay. Um, the, the, um, the sex things out there at the store, your <laughs> lubricants or your yeah. condoms and okay. stuff like that. Yeah. Are those safe? And if so, or if not, what are some things that people can be using that mm-hmm. are safe? Yeah. So, um, you can go a lot of different ways with, with condoms. Um, so right now my wife and I, were you waiting for that question? Uh, no, but I was thinking about, that's a really good question. <laughs> okay. And it's funny because, um, Every day in the office, I get the question from like a newer client, like, hey, this may be too much information. <laughs> and I just stop in there. I say, hey, listen, Lane, I've heard it all yeah. every day. This is not too much information. This is like casual talk for me. Um, so, uh, yeah, a couple things. One is if you're, you know, inevitably, well, my wife and I, we, uh, so I'm not snipped. She's not, you know, so we're, we're both fertile. We can have a baby tomorrow if we want to. Hence the number of kids that you have around your house. <laughs> yes, exactly right. Um, so we, uh, we do the pull-out method slash condom method. It's not great. It's not, it's, I'm not a big fan. Uh, and then there's like, there's like a really small window in her cycle that we can try to mess around. But here's the, here's the issue. That's why number four is here. That's my number four here. Literally, my wife on her last day of of her cycle, I mean, she was just spotty, just a tiny bit. We're like, oh, we're safe. You know, she's not going to ovulate now for like 10 days. She ovulated probably on day like five, six, and uh, and just sperm happened to last that long. And hey, now we have Marmar here. So uh, there's no safe days. I, really, there is not any safe days in my wife's cycle. Um, so now we, we those are two methods. Um, they are scientifically, scientifically proven to, if you do them long enough, not work. (laughs) You will have a baby. (laughs) If you are wondering, if you're sitting here and you listen to this and this is the first episode and you're wondering, wait a second, how do they know the fifth or the sixth day? This is going to be a plug to make sure you go listen to the female optimization episode that we did. I think it was maybe episode 10 or 11 on charting your cycle if you're a female. So that's a plug. Go listen to that episode. That's how Dr. Barrett and Becky know that. Yeah. So we use coconut oil as our lubricant and we use um, natural condoms. They're like uh, goat skin from like uh, India. I don't even know where they're from, honestly. Uh, So, you know, I guess they're like (laughs) non-rubber, latex, plastic-based $5 condoms. (laughs) So the reason I'm laughing is at but then also, whenever do. I'm in Costco and I see someone walking to the front of the of the checkout with one of those tubs of coconut oil, oh yeah, that's what I think about. Absolutely, like, like, they're that's, using it for cooking or they're using it for sex. So, yep, there's a lot of <laughs> lot of good things that come out of that big tub of coconut oil. All right, coconut oil and then the goat. Okay, that was. I'm glad that we were able to ask that question. So, sex drive. 
Why is it important? Top four reasons why sex drive may be low, male or female. Let's get into it. Sure, let's do it. Uh, you want to start with male or female? What's more, is, is there one that's more important than the other? Uh, it just, they occur at different ages, I think, uh, where the sex drive starts to diminish. Um, so let's, let's start with female. Um, so the female will usually stop, um, where, where I start to see the libido drop is, um, after, after kids, uh, maybe it's one, maybe it's one, maybe it's three or four kids, but, um, there's a few things that start to happen. The first thing is pelvic floor starts to get weakened. Um, but you also not just have a pelvic floor, but there's actually tension and tightness in the pelvic floor. So actually sex can be very um, painful for a female. The, the, uh, the intercourse itself can be, can be um, painful. And a lot of times the, the female isn't going to communicate that to the male. Um, wife won't tell the husband. And, uh, but it's very, very common. Mm. So we're going to talk through that piece. But we also then start to see um, issues with ovulation. And ovulation is a huge, huge time for where the female has her sex drive. So if we're not getting strong ovulation, then the female is not going to have a strong sex drive. Um, you know, again, this may be a lot of information uh, or too much information, but to me, it's just common conversation. Um, but I know when my wife is ovulating because there's definitely a huge increase in her uh, libido during that season, during that kind of week out of every single month. Um, and for me, uh, males actually go through anabolic or tes testosterone, anabolic hormonal swings and shifts um, where we have uh, higher libido times and less libido times. Our cycle is shorter, but occurs more often. Uh, the female cycle is longer and occurs less often. So the first thing is um, with the female is addressing the pelvic floor. So making sure that they have a strong pelvic floor. So the, so exercising is very, very important, in particular, um, pelvic floor strengthening exercises. So that's your classic like Kegel-type exercises where you're pulling in from the pelvic floor, making those holds. So I would highly suggest seeing a pelvic floor therapist or just typing in, you know, classic pelvic floor strengthening exercises and get on that. The Kegel exercises, um, I know you can Google that, and there's YouTube videos out there. That's the type of stuff I feel like that's practiced in birthing classes and pregnancy classes. We talked about that when we were going through all that stuff. Yep. Yep. So there has to be mobility, mm -hmm. um, and there has to be, um, a sense of, um, you know, stability strength in the pelvic floor. So both are necessary. So I would say number one, pelvic floor weakness. Um, and then that, the, the tension that can develop the secondary tension from a weak pelvic floor can actually create pain, within the uh, the pelvic floor and, of course, create pain upon sex. So that's why it's so important to address the pelvic floor piece. Mm, and then not telling the spouse, too, I could see could create friction even more. Yep, that's right. Mm, um, the second thing is, we mentioned it just a second ago, was ovulation. So if a female isn't isn't ovulating, they're not fertile. And if there's, uh, it's a natural instinct that when, when that egg drops, there is a direct increase in sex drive because they're, they're wanting to procreate. They're wanting to conceive. So if we're not getting strong ovulation, then we're not going to have a strong sex drive. And, uh, and so that's where um, making sure you're ovulating is very important. So again, this goes back to tracking your cycle. If you track your cycle, it's not just for pregnancy um, and fertility outcomes. It's also for looking at hormonal function. Hey, are we making estrogen? Are we making enough progesterone? 
because like our fertility series that we did, especially with the female topic, we talked about the estrogen surge is necessary to release the egg. And then if the egg releases, then we get the secondary progesterone surge. We'll see that in body temperature changes, and we'll see that in cervical fluid changes. So tracking your cycle is very important at looking at how healthy your hormones are rather than testing them every month um, with saliva samples or blood samples. So it is safe to say that the females, <clears throat> when they are ovulating, they're going to have the higher sex drive. Yes. That's so interesting. So, I mean, I just wonder. So Just think of that. That's just like instinctual, right? Yeah. yeah. Because they want to, they want to procreate. Yeah, they that's so interesting to think about. Yep. Okay. So a lot of times we see a deficient ovulation, um, and and that's why as women age and they start to go through menopause, sex drive really starts to drop. So and that's the correlation. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. and also um, because of because of other factors, yeah. um, the pH starts to change within the vaginal tract. It starts getting um, drier, not as as fluid retaining. Um, so then we start getting more friction, more abrasion, more pain upon sex. And then this becomes an issue with, again, not enjoying it. And that goes to our third point. So the third point is a female has to orgasm to make it something that's satisfying. It, imagine um, doing something over and over again and not enjoying it sooner or later or, or seeing at least of the benefit of it yeah. sooner or later. Are you going to continue doing it? No, we work out because we want to see results and we know the benefit of their the health. We eat well because we see, see results and we see the benefit of it. If you're, if a female or male isn't having, but it's typically female, isn't having an <laughs> orgasm, mm-hmm. this is an issue and it has to be addressed. The female has to get to the point of or, an orgasm and multiple orgasms, or they're not going to make dopamine. And if they don't make dopamine, then they're not going to have that brain reward cascade hormonal system kick in and say, Hey, I want to do it again. If it's not enjoyable, she's not going to want to do it again. And so that's why it's so important as the male to make sure that the female gets to that point first. And then, um, and then, Hey, I can go whenever I want now. Yeah, right. That's good. But, uh, the, 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 so the third thing is making sure, um, you, you do whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. And maybe for the female, that's, uh, you know, making sure she's fed into uh, relationally, that she's emotionally he- healthy, happy, supported, loved, cared for. Um, and then maybe that's more foreplay for the female that gets her in the mood. Um, and, uh, and so making sure that you're investing in your wife so that she, you, when you get to that point, she wants, she, she wants it. And then, and then guess what? She, she has orgasm, dopamine yeah. production, and it's a, it's a win-win, win-win every time. Yeah. What's the terminology? Men are like bottle rockets, women are like microwaves or something. <laughs> I've never heard that before. <laughs> yeah. But it makes sense. It yeah. definitely makes sense. Slow cooking versus uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. No, it's true though. I got the visual. But I mean, I, I, again, sex has been, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how to say it. It's just been something that people don't want to talk about, but Let's be honest, if, if if that part of a relationship is working properly, that's a pretty good part. Yeah, again, uh, it not only is um, uh, sex drive a good indicator of a healthy you, sex is a good he- indicator of a healthy relationship. Amen. So if uh, people are like, how often? Well, you should probably be having sex a couple times a week, and if you're not, it's probably not enough. And, um, and so it, you're not gonna have sex every day. You're just not, 
Okay, but yeah. a couple of times a week is a, is a really good indicator of a healthy relationship. Maybe we should do like a uh, in the, in a couple of months, maybe a, the a sex challenge or something. There you go. That'd be good. Yeah. Uh, number four is uh, okay. At some capacity, it is hormones. So low sex drive, low libido in the female could be the same thing we see in a male, but uh, it's low testosterone, and uh, and that's directly tied to strength training. So most, most of the time, females aren't doing strength training. They're doing chronic cardio. And chronic cardio will, will literally put your libido in the toilet. It, it'll drop it so fast. So making sure that you are, you are doing strength training at least two days a week, just strength training, not chronic cardio, that will uh, completely destroy your skeletal mass, your testosterone, growth hormone production. So That's not good. burning out uh, your hormonal system. So, uh, again, uh, it's, and, and you see it, the lean, like lean, 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 leanness in, in an individual is not necessarily a healthy fertility body. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have, you know, a goal for performance, whatever, great. But, um, most often a female needs to be around 20% body fat. Um, you know, 18%, 20% really healthy individual is going to be around that and, uh, hormonally in a healthy place. Same thing with the male, you know, um, uh, 12, 15% for male is, is great. We yeah. don't have to look like the cover model. Well, and that's the, I think that's the thing that social media has done a very poor job of is comparing and seeing people live at those below 10% body fat mm-hmm. and think that that's what's desirable. But really, when you look at them, are they healthy? Are they right. having sex? Do they feel good? Are they sleeping good? Like, let's be honest, they're probably not. Right. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. Cool. So. Uh, that kind of summarizes the female for a few key points. Yep. Um, and uh, and then we can have some like quick uh, little snippets at the end. But let's get through the male. So this is this is a common thing that we see. When we talk through the male, they come in, they're like, hey, my, I don't have a sex drive. My testosterone levels are low. So immediately the male is going to do what? Typically. Yep. Get testosterone. That's exactly right. Yep. But hey, before you do, uh, maybe think about some other things. I'm not saying that's terrible. Okay. And it's not a... Uh, a, a death sentence for your balls, but we don't want to be shooting up testosterone because you are going to downregulate your own production. So if we can naturally increase it, great. So how do we do it? Well, one of the big reasons for decreased sex drive is stress in a male. Same thing with the female, but stress is a big one for a male. Um, so stress could be relational stress, business stress, um, and then kind of tied into stress is lack of sleep. If they're not getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night, then we're really not going to have good recovery, good growth hormone production, good testosterone production, and our sex drive is going to decrease with higher stress and less sleep. So just naturally, we want to improve that system. How? Uh, Adaptogenics, uh, adaptogenic herbs are a great way. Um, And if you look at any formulation for a male, like natural testosterone formulation, there's going to be adaptogens in it, like maca and ashwagandha and rhodiola and so on and so forth. Um, and I'll give a product at the end that's really good. I like. Cool. Okay. Um, the second thing for a male that's going to drop your testosterone levels really quick is alcohol. Too much alcohol is going to affect your liver, which is your hormonal conversion system. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, a, a drink a week, no problem. But if you're having, I, I had a conversation with a male just a little bit ago, mm-hmm. having a drink every night, and his testosterone levels were non-existent. He stopped drinking, better sleep, strength train, cut out the cardio, and his testosterone levels doubled within within a short period of time. So, is there anything as such a good alcohol? Is there any, I mean, is there one that's favorable over the other? 
Say that again. Is there one that's favorable over the other? A type of alcohol, if you are a social drinker or if it's oh, one it. a month, two a month. Yeah, you're probably going to go with the uh, with the red wine option as a good one, like a good organic red wine. Um, or a, uh, man, I don't know, a clear alcohol okay. would probably be a good <laughs> secondary option um, versus, um, you know, Again, I'm, I actually enjoy the flavor of like fermentation and kombucha and an IPA beer and hops. I enjoy that, um, but it's just not great on my stomach, and that's just to each their own. So, but usually a red wine is going to be the cleanest source of alcohol in a way. Got it. Okay. Um, so number stress, three. alcohol. Yep. yep. Number three would be uh, same thing we talked about the female um, strength training. So uh, male is just classically doing chronic cardio um, and not enough um, building testosterone levels through strength work. So we need to spend a couple days a week of just dedicated strength training, nothing else. Let's get some lean mass gained and, um, and that's, uh, let's put on some, some you know healthy body weight. And that increases metabolism, that increases testosterone, which in turn will increase uh, sex drive. Constantly cardio and running for the male and the female i think what i have seen is if the strength training if you are a runner and you're a distance runner or you run for your sport per se still strength training can benefit you it doesn't mean you have to run every single day yeah we we trained for we ran a 50k trail run i ran a 50k trail run last year i thought you were going to leave the we in there and i wasn't saying anything i (laughs) ran a 50k trail run last year yes he's going to leave me in there (laughs) and uh and I did strength training two to three days a week. He uh, did. I saw it. I was, yep. It was programmed from an ultra endurance coach. And she, you know, she was like, hey, you need to, you need to do strength training a couple days a week. So we did. And we stuck with it. And it was great. Help preserve um, body, prevent injury. So, um, and then the fourth is for male. It's usually going to be nutrition's jacked, whacked and jacked for the male. Um, quick, on the go, fast food. And so with him, we're going to try to help uh, increase healthy fats, um, olive oil, coconut oil, lubricant, and internal usage. Costco, Win-win. gigantic yeah, tub. That's right. Uh, we need fish. We need fish oil. We need nuts. We need seeds. Um, and we need red meat. We need red meat for both female and male. Um, but it's very important to get at least, in my opinion, um, like half your body weight in grams of protein per day would be would be good at the minimum and uh upwares near you know at least 100 grams have you seen vegetarians have a lower sex drive mm. well they have issues with fertility um of chronic chronic vegetarians like years on end mm-hmm. in the beginning no um, but it takes a while for those hormonal imbalances to start showing up so it takes five ten years um and i also see it with uh with other you know quote unquote diets so um, a vegetarian who's doing it right and getting getting adequate protein intake um, will be fine. But most vegetarians, most people on keto, most people on whatever you call it, aren't doing it right. Same thing with carnivore; they're not doing it. They're not doing it right. And right means doing it balanced, doing it healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are the those are the four. With um, the male, mm-hmm. myth or fact, the male wakes up with an erection. Is that a sign of things that are good yeah it is um that's one of that's a good litmus test of for healthy testosterone levels if you're not having uh, constant erections in the middle of the night or in the first thing in the morning 
um, then, or if that's starting to decrease, mm -hmm. then you definitely know that your, your testosterone levels are low. Um, and it's usually attributed to stress and sleep. So keep an eye out on that. That's a great question. That is truth. That yeah. is truth. For, um, for the female, you got something else? Oh, I was just going to say quick supplement. Yeah, do it. For the male. Yep. One of my favorites is uh, if you're looking for something quick, um, the supportive T form, T dash form, F O R M. Uh, is a really good product. Um, so I like that for just building testosterone levels uh, naturally. And then the female, the kind of the, the tip trick was, um, you know, looking at your cycle, mapping it, and then promoting good ovulation um, as that's a, uh, and, and one of the best ways to do that is adaptogenic herbs, specifically maca, M-A-C-A, um, and both you can take that male and female, put it in a smoothie, and that's a great way to increase um, healthy hormone levels. Yeah, you can. I've seen some. We've we've had some of that stuff at the house before too. Four reasons why sex drive may be low in the male and the female. We hope that this was valuable. We hope that these are some actionable steps and some things that make you uh, think about sex drive. Anything yeah. else you kind of want to add to the sp to the couple out there that may both have sex drive like is the time frame of changing these things instant mm -hmm. or you need to give yourself 30 60 90 days and we'll end with this with this question yeah um i would say it's important to say be clear in communication um be clear in your relationship communication um if you're having issues um, then that might be an indicator that in 30 or in 30, 60 days, if you made two or three of these changes per category and you're not getting better, this is an indicator that there's probably, um, some deeper work that needs to be done. That's been manifesting for months or if not years. And that's when we want to come in and, Hey, let's do a hormone test. Let's spit, spit in a cup, send it off to the lab and let's see what those hormones look like. Fantastic. Dr. B, thank you so much for those uh, four reasons why sex drive may be low. Guys, thank you for listening to the Real Health Podcast with Dr. B. If you haven't listened to the other previous episodes, you can make sure you go back on all the places where you get your podcast. Last week specifically, remember we had Caitlin Tate on the show, and she did an absolutely amazing job. And we have received some great feedback from that. Make sure you're following us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any episode ideas, please make sure that you do that. Again, we are here at Armor Health in Knoxville, Tennessee. If you want to work with Dr. Beard, if you want to come into his offices, make sure that you um, visit the websites, make a new patient form. What is happening here in Knoxville is a movement. And we really appreciate all the listeners of the Real Health Podcast. Until next time, see you later. Before you hit X, hold on one second. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today with Dr. B. Two things that would really help the Real Health Podcast movement. One, share it on your social media, your Facebook, your Instagram, wherever you're on a social network. And two, if you go to Apple Podcasts and you scroll down, give us a five-star rating and give us a review. Thanks so much for your time, and we'll see you next episode.